Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Film Etc., the only movie review podcast you need in life. My name is Mike Webb. I'll be your host. If you guys are new to the show, basically, I review the new releases of the week and grade them on a scale from 0 to 10. This is only going to be a short episode this week because I only have two new movies to review. There are some other movies out this week, but uh, I just, like, didn't have any interest. Like, Space Jam... There's a new Space Jam movie. I have a friend who just like grew up with Space Jam, just like near and dear to his heart. I was more of a Disney kid than a Looney Tunes kid. I was born around the time Space Jam was released, but then uh, my parents just didn't seem to care about uh, Looney Tunes cartoons all that much. We were more into Disney back then. But anyway, guys, uh, I've not seen the new Space Jam and I've not seen the new Escape Room movie. But what I have seen this week is the new Nicolas Cage movie called Pig, as well as a new action film on Netflix called Gunpowder Milkshake. And so without further ado, let's get started with these reviews. In case you guys are new to the show or you just need a little bit of refresher, I have high functioning autism. So you may hear my wording uh, get jumbled up a bit. I don't do well in conversation overall. But anyway, guys, thank you all so much for listening, and now let's get on to the reviews. Pig is the feature film directorial debut of Michael Sarnowski. Here's how I'm going to describe this film. Nicolas Cage plays a former culinary chef in the Portland area named Rob Feld, who for the past 15 years has decided to become a reclusive truffle hunter living alone in the Oregon wilderness along with his beloved foraging pig. They, in the opening, you see uh, them trying to find truffles, and then you see those truffles are being uh, sold by a seller. The seller is played by Alex Wolf, uh, who you may know him from the two Jumanji movies that came out recently. He plays the Dwayne Johnson role before he becomes the before he becomes Dwayne Johnson. So basically, Nicolas Cage and his pig just like roam around in the Oregon wilderness looking for truffles. But then one night his pig is kidnapped and he is now in like a desperate search to find answers onto where his pig is. So basically the way I'm describing it, it sounds like it's kind of like a revenge thriller, but it's not. It's not a revenge thriller at all. There's like very little thrills at like at all. It plays out more like a profound indie drama about grief and loss because it's about Nicolas Cage, uh, Uh, dealing with uh, the loss of his wife from all those years ago when he was still a uh, uh, culinary chef. I like how it's divided into three different parts and all the titles on like are like based on a part where it's like food related. So like you see part one where it says wild mushroom tart and then you get to see him make a wild mushroom tart in the opening uh, credits of the film. It is nicely shot by cinematographer Patrick Scola. It has very good direction from Michael Sarnowski. And I think this is a really interesting drama. Just look at this movie as a drama and not a revenge thriller at all. And when you think Nicolas Cage or you think, oh, he's going to do a full on freak out moment. And he uh, he has a little bit of a freak out, but it's just not like over the top crazy or something like that. But uh it, it's not a Nicolas Cage performance that would just like go complete uh, like bonkers or something like that. No, this is a more subtle, nuanced role. 
I think this is Nicolas Cage's best performance since probably either Joe or as far back as like adaptation, I would say. Nicolas Cage is very subtle in this. He doesn't have a lot of line delivery, but it's still a wonderful, nice, subdued performance. I also like how Alex Wolf, who plays uh, the seller at, at the film, he kind of helps Nicolas Cage's journey out on trying to find uh, where his pig is. He has a nice little charm and background to it. He has very interesting character backgrounds. His He has a, a father figure played by Adam Arkin, who is Alan Arkin's son in real life. It's also oddly funny. Like there's just like random quips or something like that. Just like somehow just like come out of nowhere or something like that. It is nicely shot and edited, just the look of the Oregon coast and all that stuff. In fact, I went to the Oregon coast recently. Well, not really the Oregon coast, but more like the state of Washington, where I had a little bit of time off during the 4th of July and went uh, vacationing up there. But it, it's a really interesting. It has this like odd little world building where you feel like, um, like you see Nicolas Cage's character as this kind of like, I don't know, like grimy character. Like he has long hair and a scraggly beard and all that stuff. And he, he like, um, just feels like a fish out of water character when he comes into like, uh, these fine dining restaurants. He also, uh, <laughs> carries the movie. Uh, like he has just like a, he's just like all beaten up. Like he has like blood coming out of his face through like most of the movie, which is very very odd it, it it would not be a film i would own in my collection unless i do like a nicholas cage retrospective like if he somehow passes away just would call this movie as like a late career like uh resurgence of like uh taking nicholas cage as a serious actor once again there are some qualms that i have with this movie mostly there is a scene uh, during the first part, which is like vital to the film, but I would cut that scene entirely out where they like infiltrate like an, an underground ring. That scene also is the one point in the film where it just like drags completely. It's a quick film. It's only 92 minutes long, but I just felt like that scene just like slowed down. But anyway, guys, those are my thoughts on Pig. It is now playing in select theaters. It will be on VOD soon, I assume in August. But anyway, guys, those are my thoughts. And now let's get on to Gunpowder Milkshake. Gunpowder Milkshake is the solo directorial debut of Israeli filmmaker Nabat Papushado. In her turbulent life as a professional assassin, Scarlett, played by Lena Headey, was cruelly forced to abandon her daughter Sam and go on the run. Years later, despite the estrangement, Sam, now played by Karen Gillan, has also grown up into a cold-blooded hit woman. After a high-stake mission spins out of control, putting an innocent 8-year-old girl in the middle of the gang war she has unleashed, Sam has no choice but to go rogue. This ultimately leads her back to her mother and her former hit women sidekicks who all join forces in an avenging war against those who took everything from them. The film also stars Chloe Coleman, Carla Gugino, Michelle Yeoh, Angela Bassett, Ralph Ineson, Adam Nagatis, Michael Smiley, and Paul Giamatti. I'm going to say this right off the bat. This movie is basically a female-centric version of John Wick. 
it's basically John Wick, but with like the aesthetics of Edgar Wright and Quentin Tarantino all built in. It has this world building around where everybody knows that there are assassins and hitmen and all that stuff. Like there's this one diner just simply called the diner where you just like have to like deposit your gun. So there's like you cannot kill on these premises and all that stuff. Kind of like the Hotel Continental in the John Wick films. And I mentioned this is kind of like a female-centric version of a John Wick film. We don't get enough female-centric action films nowadays. The production design is very sleek, and the color pops in front of your eyes like it's amazing. And it looks nice, too, overall. Yet I have a lot of problems with this movie. The biggest problem that I have is the story. I'm not saying that it's a terrible story. It just feels empty. Like, it just feels hollow and there's like not a lot of um, character background that we get with the possible exception of Karen Gillan and Chloe Coleman. But I wanted more backstory from like all the other supporting characters. And if it gets a sequel, which it came out on Netflix, so it could probably get a sequel one day. But the cast overall is giving it their all in terms of acting. I like Karen Gillan. I like her as Nebula. I like her in the Jumanji films. Well, it's kind of Jumanji week because Alex Wolf was also in Pig. So shout out to that. But I feel like I like wanted to do something more to like, uh, I don't know, give the character a little more flesh and bone, if I would call it that. I don't know how I would call it that. But yeah, I wanted more backstory from Lena Headey's character. I like all the other women involved, including Carla Gugino, Michelle Yeoh, Angela Bassett. In fact, I couldn't even remember Carla Gugino's name until like the last uh, 45 minutes into the movie. Like, I've seen her before, but why can't I remember her name? And Chloe Coleman is basically playing the same character she played in the movie My Spy with Dave Bautista, which is a odd little family film if i would call it that it is pg-13 but if it's on amazon if you want to check that out i thought that movie was okay most of the supporting players are very one-dimensional like paul giamatti and ralph ineson who we all believe is believed to be the big baddie in this there are like minor characters that you're just like in confusion like who are they what are they doing here who are they working for and all that stuff and just like like what's going on and all that stuff the action sequences although they do have very good choreography they just aren't very interesting like the way they position the camera just feels off the music choices that they use just like feel bland and the score and the songs and all that stuff there's a lot of slow motion in this and most of it doesn't work i will say though there are two interesting action sequences one involves a hospital where a Karen Gillan all of a sudden just like loses the ability of her hands and she asks Chloe Coleman to like uh, duct tape uh, a knife and a gun to both of her hands just so that uh, she could just like swing her arms whenever the bad guys are like coming near her or something like that. That feels cool. And the other uh, big action sequences that I that I really like it, it takes place at a library and they're just like bullets flying left and right and all that stuff. It, it's crazy but i wish i had more action like that throughout the entire film overall basically the filmmaker wanted to show off his style of filmmaking to the world and i'm not too familiar with navad papushado he's 
this again this is his first film uh doing a movie solo he's made a movie he's made a couple movies with another director i can't remember his name but they're israeli films and uh quentin tarantino has even called one of those movies like the best movie of the year and i don't know why i wanted to like this movie i like the cast involved it has a really sleek production design all those colors pop and everything but the film's action sequences and overall story just feels shallow i mean the actors themselves they're giving it their all even paul giamatti doesn't do a whole lot in fact the more i think about this movie the more i want to lower my rating the film did not meet those expectations and by the end i was disappointed but overall it's now streaming on netflix so you can watch it or something like that if you don't want to take my word for it then just have a fun time but for me uh i did not care for it by the end but anyway guys gunpowder milkshake once again it's now streaming on netflix so anyway guys that's my review and now let's do our review roundup so if you guys are new to the review roundup or if you need a little bit of refresher, I grade the movies on a scale from 0 to 10 based upon my personal opinion and whether or not I recommend it to you all. So if I give a movie somewhere between an 8 to a 10, it is a worthy recommendation, one to seek out entirely, just like just like it's like a must-see in my personal opinion. 7 to 7.9, still a solid recommendation, just not as high as the one that I just mentioned before, somewhere between a 6 to a 6.9. It's okay to like fine or just mediocre and all that stuff. Or not really mediocre, but like almost mediocre, just like above mediocre in my opinion. 5 to a 5.9 is mediocre. Average, down, middle of the road, all that stuff. If I give a movie under a 5, I just would not bother in my personal opinion and just like forget about it. But on that note... Gunpowder Milkshake, I would probably give it a 4.8 out of 10. I failed to mention this in my review. I did get some laughs out of it. Like, there's this joke where um, they, they, like, stash weapons inside books. Like, so there's this joke where you need a Jane Austen and a Charlotte Bronte and then an Agatha Christie, just like these, like, two big books and then just like a very small book like that's hilarious and also chloe coleman steals the movie kind of like what her character did in my spy but the the bad in this movie outweighed the good for me and for that again it's a 4.8 available on it's streaming on netflix but i just didn't care for it gunpowder milkshake and then pig starring nicholas cage i would probably give it a 7.9 out of 10 it, it was just like this close to putting it on like just like seek this out and stuff but the grime undertone and that one scene alone that i would just like cut out completely just like prevented it from giving it like a must-see rating overall i still think nicholas cage is pretty good alex wolf is pretty good adam markin does a decent job as well but overall just almost there for a must watch to see pig but yeah it's not a revenge thriller at all it's more of an indie drama but anyway guys that's it for the review roundup and now let's end this episode and call it a day You guys, I am one episode away from doing 10 episodes of this podcast show, and I cannot believe my own eyes, but 
thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode of Film Etc. Make sure you all subscribe and follow the show on the many places that we stream, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, you name it. Please leave a five-star review and tell your friends, spread the word about it, and make sure you share this podcast with others. I'll be back next week with reviews of Snake Eyes, G.I. Joe Origins, and M. Night Shyamalan's Old. But it's going to be a little bit difficult, though, because I am celebrating my mother's birthday this week, and I just want to cheer her up. But anyway, guys, you can follow me on social media on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at RealMikeWeb. You can also follow the show on Instagram at FilmETCCast. Thanks again for listening. Make sure you wash your hands and you all stay safe. But until next time, I will see you all at the cinema.